Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 52. Anoya gets caught in the change of seasons. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And can you believe we made it to 52? There are exactly 52 goops. So this is the final Goop Tale that covers the original 52, which is super exciting. And it's Anoya one of the very first groups, because her name starts with an A, and they were originally put in alphabetical order. So I'm really excited to have reached the milestone of 52, but I did promise you that this would not be the end. So who is Anoya going to be friends with that the next tale is going to be about? Well, I decided to go in the direction of using your creativity. So some of you have written me in some really great ideas for new goops. And I look at all of them. I read all of them and I love them and I save them because I can't always do everything right away. But for next, for the next tale, I decided that I was going to make a set of twins because right now there's Wonty and Wainati and touch them and take them. So somebody who we'll talk about in the next episode wrote me an email suggesting two boy goop twins called Punch'em and Kick'em. So guess what? I created them and you're going to hear all about them in the next goop tale. But let's get back to this goop tale. So this is the final one for the individual original goops and it is takes place in a change of seasons. Right now, as I'm recording this, it is just coming into winter, leaving fall. And these are my favorite seasons of the year. And it just got me thinking about seasons and how they change. And they change because the earth tilts on its axis, on its axis, and it causes the seasons to change as the earth moves around the sun. So, You will have to listen to find out what happens to Anoya during the change of seasons and how she gets there. So before we get into the story, um, I just, I really want to thank those of you that have left reviews. I had two new written reviews since the last story, and that always inspires me and motivates me to write faster. So please keep them coming. Go to iTunes, um, leave reviews. It really means a lot. It helps me to spread the word. So please and thank you for doing that. And a special thank you to Kaya and Paxton Barlow. I got a letter in the mail from you all the way from Paris, France, where I used to live. So I was very, very excited. I loved it. Love, love, loved it. I'm going to keep it forever. I have your letter. It was so sweet. So thank you for writing me. It means so much to me to hear from you listeners out there. So please don't stop contacting me and know that I read everything. Okay, and you can also follow me on Instagram, Instagram at GoopTales, where I'm putting up the photos that go with the stories. I'm getting a little bit better at this one step at a time, but um, I am putting them up there and I've had some people reach out to me on Instagram. So thank you for that too. I love hearing from all of you. So let's get into this story of Anoya gets caught in the change of seasons, and I will see you 
on the other side. What do you think of Anoya? She was as brave as any boy. If she fell down, she scorned to cry. She never told a single lie. Yet she has teased her little brothers, her pussycat, and many others. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very brave and adventurous little goop girl named Anoya. If there were castles to be explored, caves to be entered, or oceans to sail, Anoya was always first to lead the way. The thrill of the next adventure was what made Anoya come alive with delight. The other goops loved this about Anoya. They knew they could count on her to charge into unknown territory with no fear. What they didn't love so much was that Anoya could be very annoying. She could taunt and tease for way too long. And eventually, the other goops grew tired of being in her company. (laughs) They didn't want to be badgered anymore. It was for this reason that Anoya often carried around a rose. When she pushed it too far and the other goops would start to wander away, she would call out, Oh, hate soap! Or, Oh, fairy vein! I didn't mean it! I'm sorry! Here! I have a rose for you. I'm sorry. Sometimes this little trick would work, but eventually Anoya overused it and it lost its charm on many of the goops. One late autumn day, just before winter was due to arrive, Anoya grabbed her favorite hat and set off to meet Punchem and Kickem. Punchem and Kickem were great friends with Anoya. They loved how fearless she was, and when they were all together, a great adventure usually ensued. Anoya walked down a path covered in red and yellow leaves that were crunchy and dry as fall drew to an end. She was on her way to the orange forest. Once a year, at the end of autumn, in a very special forest in Goop World, All the leaves turned a perfect shade of burnt orange and carpeted the forest floor. The trees wore hats of orange and aligned into symmetrical rows, creating path after path that led exactly nowhere. Anoya and Punchem and Kickem decided that this year they would find out where the orange forest paths led and why they disappeared. Once winter came. Oh, hello, Punchem. Hello, Kickem. You are just one minute late today, said Anoya as she greeted them at the edge of the orange forest. Punchem just looked at her and said, Anoya, if you insist on being annoying, we can always turn around. Okay, okay, I will stop, I promise. Let's go and find the end of the orange forest before winter comes and it all disappears, she said in a happy little voice. Yes, Yes, let's let's do, do, cried out Punchem and Kickem in unison. The three of them set out crunching into the forest where they were met with three wide rows 
formed by the trees. Let's each walk down a row and see where they lead. We can still see each other, but if any of the rows change directions, we will know. Maybe this time we can figure out where they go, said Kickum. Good idea, replied Anoya, as she walked to the middle path and then directed Punchum and Kickum to walk along the paths on either side of her. The three of them got into position, looked at each other with anticipation, and then Anoya said, Go! as she kicked up a footful of leaves and off they went. They ran along, jumping into leaf piles and laughing all the way. Where are you, Winter? Where do you go, Path? We're here to find out, laughed Anoya. She looked over at Kickum, who was kicking up the biggest pile of leaves she had ever seen, and Anoya became a tiny bit jealous. She couldn't kick like that. Why are you kicking up such big piles, Kickum? she asked. Just because I can. Why not? It's fun, he replied. It is fun, said Punchum, as he punched away at the flying leaves. Don't spoil the fun by being annoying, warned Punchum as he looked at Anoya. This annoyed her even more. Anoya looked around and spotted a big pile of leaves that Kickum had kicked up. She looked over at Punchum and Kickum and called out, Well, watch this. If you can punch and kick the best, then I can jump the best. Then she marched over to the leaf pile and stood at the edge. She gave a final glance to the twins. Then she jumped as hard as she could. Anoya flew into the air like a rocket and shot straight up and then plummeted down, down, down into the leaf pile. But she didn't land. She went right through it and disappeared. Chapter 2 Anoya could feel herself surrounded by crisp fall leaves. She was flying downwards and they were everywhere, orange, yellow, and gold. She had flashbacks to shooting down a water slide, only this time it was a leaf slide. Finally, Anoya was shot out of the leaf tunnel and was sent spinning through the air until she landed in a pile of snow. It was icy cold and crept right into her little shoes. She stood up and looked around, and all Anoya could see was snow. Nothing but blankets of white snow in every direction. No trees, no goops, no birds, no sun, just snow. She felt very alone and had chills down to her bones. Normally, Anoya was quite brave and not easily scared, but this situation felt very scary to her. Hello! She called out. Her voice stretched out over the snow and then disappeared. When Anoya got scared, she often got annoyed. So she called out again in a perturbed tone. Um, I said, hello, anybody here? You really should answer, you know. Then she stood silently waiting for a reply. 
but still nothing, and her voice disappeared into the snow again. She didn't like being alone in the dead of winter, so Anoya did the only thing she could think of. She set to work building a snowman, just because she needed a friend. She built and built. She gave her snowman a nice round base and smoothed it out perfectly. Then she added a middle section with arms made out of snow. Hmm. Well, I suppose I will need to make everything out of snow, snowman. I have nothing else, she said out loud. Then she formed a head and carved out happy eyes with her cold fingers and made a little snowball nose and placed it right in the middle of the face. Finally, after hours of work, Anoya stood back and looked at her giant snowman. He was sturdy and well-made and quite a sight to behold. She felt very proud of herself. There was only one thing missing, his mouth. She was almost afraid of carving out his mouth because maybe he wouldn't speak. If he didn't speak, then she had done all of this for nothing. Well, he makes me feel better already, even if he can't speak, she said out loud. Anoya looked around again to see a horizon of endless snow, and she felt a little disappointed, but not surprised. The landscape hadn't changed. She looked up at the snowman, reached her hand to where his mouth should be, and carved in a giant smile. If she was going to make a snowman come to life, she wanted to make sure that he was a friendly one. Then she stood back and looked at him. Nothing happened. Anoya just stared up at him as her tiny feet started to freeze over. She could feel herself giving up. Oh, don't give up now. You've come so far, said the snowman. And you still have so far to go. A smile burst across Anoya's face. Did you just talk to me? She asked. Indeed I did. I don't want you to give up. You've landed in winter, and you are the only visitor who has ever been clever enough to create me. The rest disappeared into winter forever. A little chill ran down Anoya's spine at the thought of disappearing forever. The snowman went on to tell her that she was in the perpetual season of winter. It was winter all the time, forever and ever. Winter came and went all over the world as the earth tilted, but inside the season of winter, it was a never-ending winter. How do I get out? How do I leave winter? asked Anoya with a slightly desperate tone. The snowman looked down at her with a puzzled expression. I don't really know. No one has ever done that before. But I think you would have to move on to spring somehow. I just don't know how. Then the snowman turned his head towards a noise in the distance. It was the noise of a snowstorm, an enormous, wintry snowstorm that could last for days. He turned back to Anoya and said, If you ever want to get out of winter, 
You have to leave now, or that storm will swallow you whole. Anoya looked in the direction of the oncoming snowstorm with terror in her eyes. Chapter 3 Her feet were freezing over, and now it felt like her mind was too. Anoya looked around, and all she saw were fields of snow, the snowman, and the impending storm. You have gotten further than anyone else. I know you can do this, encouraged the snowman, even though he had no idea how. Anoya thought of her rose, the one she always carried with her in case she had to say she was sorry. She remembered that she had stuffed it up into her hat when she was shooting through the leaf pile because she didn't want to lose it. Her rose always made her smile, and she wanted to smile now if she was going to be swallowed by a winter storm. She reached up into her hat and pulled it out. It was a perfect pink rose with a green stem and green leaves. The snowman had never seen anything like it before. What is that? He asked. It's a rose, a beautiful rose, she responded. I've never seen anything quite so lovely, said the snowman. You've never seen a rose? asked Anoya, forgetting about the storm for just a moment. No, said the snowman. There is only cold and snow here in winter. Then he glanced over at the oncoming storm. Anoya held tight to her rose and turned to face the storm. And the moment she did, it froze. It just stopped. The winter storm had never seen a rose before, and it was enchanted. For just a moment, it didn't want to be a raging storm. It just wanted to admire the beauty of the rose. Anoya didn't know what else to do, so she did what she always did with her rose. She gave it away. Winter storm, this is a beautiful pink rose. I know you never get to see roses, but they come out in the spring and the summer, and they are everywhere. They are pink and red and yellow and white, and every color has meaning. Pink roses are the sign of appreciation and admiration. I want to give you my pink rose to brighten up winter and to let you know how much I admire you for being strong and cold. No matter what you do with me, Winter Storm, I want you to know that this rose is for you. The Winter Storm had seen visitors before, but no one had ever been kind to him let alone appreciated him. It gently moved towards Anoya and picked her up and carried her away. The snowman watched as Anoya disappeared into a flurry of white snow. She was falling through snow when she closed her eyes. Then she felt herself land on a soft patch of earth and a ray of sunlight lit up her face. She wasn't in winter anymore. She opened her eyes and smiled, and all around her, she saw spring. There were blades of grass emerging from the earth, and the ground was covered with spring flowers. Tulips, lily of the valley, hyacinths, 
daffodils, and bluebells. Anoya's face lit up as she walked through the grass looking at all of the flowers. Oh, spring! I don't think I ever realized how glorious you are until just now, she sighed. Then she looked around for her favorite, the rose. She saw a nearby rose bush with one tiny, tightly closed rosebud. Anoya walked right over and pulled out the little bud. Mm, you can't do that! Spring has been saving that bud! She stole it from Summer! She will be enraged! And surely she will send her minions, the crows, after you! Anoya gasped and turned around to see a bright yellow daffodil talking to her. The crows? she asked in confusion. Yes, the crows, answered the daffodil as it leaned its head towards the blue skies above, where a flock of crows was flying straight for Anoya. They are already here! You must go! You must get out now! Those crows will swallow you alive! cried out the daffodil. Chapter 4 Anoya looked around in fear and confusion. Everything was happening so quickly. She had barely begun to enjoy the spring, and now she was being chased by wild crows that wanted to eat her. She looked at the daffodil with pleading eyes and asked, What do I do? Where do I go? The daffodil knew spring very well. She had never known anything else but spring, which meant she knew how it worked. She knew every secret nook and cranny. Well, the earthworms come up from their tunnels in spring after the rains. They have a huge underground network. If you could find an entry, you could go inside and hide from the crows. No matter where you are above ground, those crows will find you, whispered the daffodil as she turned in the direction of the oncoming crows. Without warning, one of the crows dropped from the flock and went straight for Anoya with a large open mouth and a hair-raising. <coughs> the daffodil reached down just in time and pushed her aside. Anoya tumbled to the ground, clutching the tiny rosebud as the crows circled back up to the sky, getting ready to take another go at Anoya. They won't stop. I know those crows. They will do whatever spring asks of them. Until it's done, said the daffodil. Then she went on to explain to Anoya that spring and summer had a lifetime rivalry over which was the better season, spring or summer. They had argued about it season after season, year after year. It wasn't long ago that Spring sent one of her crows to steal a rose bush from Summer, and they were only able to come back with one with a very tiny bud. Summer burnt her hot sun as hard as she could until the crows finally had to leave with only a tiny rosebud bush.
but it was enough to enrage Summer. She wanted her rosebud back, and she kept a never-ending lookout for the crows of spring. Anoya listened closely and started to imagine going to Summer and returning her rosebud when she was interrupted by a sharp cawing sound. You've got to go now, pleaded the daffodil. Anoya swiveled around in desperation. Down here, she heard a gruff little voice say. Anoya looked down and saw the brownish-red head of an earthworm popping up from the soil. He had been listening to everything, and he wanted to help Anoya. He couldn't stand the crows. They always tried to eat him for breakfast. He popped a little further out of the ground and then started to swivel and turn like a spinning top. And as he did, the ground opening grew a little bit bigger. Big enough for Anoya to fit in. Come, follow me, he said as he turned and disappeared beneath the earth, digging a tunnel big enough for Anoya. She turned to the daffodil and waved goodbye. Thank you, daffodil. I will see you next spring in Goop World. Then she vanished beneath the earth, just as the crows swooped down. They narrowly missed her and the rosebud. Anoya followed the earthworm deep into the center of the underground tunnels, where there were hundreds of earthworms. They were all busy moving about, digging tunnels, discussing the rains and the crows and other earthworm topics. Anoya was enchanted. She was in a delightful little underground village of friendly earthworms, and she felt safe and warm. Do you want to take that rosebud back to summer where it belongs? Asked Mudwig, who was the worm who had saved her. Why, yes, yes, I do. But I don't know how to get there, exclaimed a very tired Anoya. I do, said Mudwig. But I don't like to go above ground in summer because the sun dries me out. But I can take you to the tunnel that will lead you to summer, he asked. Oh, yes, yes, please, squealed Anoya as she squeezed the little rosebud. Even though she could be annoying and tease and taunt, Anoya had a giant heart and she wanted to do the right thing. Mudwig set off down the tunnel to Summer, and Anoya followed. Once they were at the opening, he said, This is where I leave you. Oh, thank you, Mudwig. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe I will see you next spring. And if I do, I promise not to step on you, replied Anoya. Then she turned and popped out into Summer, where the sun was shining bright. So bright that Anoya held up her hands to shield her eyes and in doing so, lifted up the rosebud. Why, there she is, my darling rosebud. Wherever did you get her from? Called out Summer. I brought her back from spring. She belongs here in summer, said Anoya, as she looked around for the voice. Oh, she does, she does, thank you. No need to look for me, my dear. I'm everywhere. I'm Summer. And you are in summer. Whatever I can do for you, I will do. For you have done me 
a great service. I can make it cooler if you like, said Summer. Oh, no, that's quite all right, Summer. Summer should be hot. But there is one thing I would like. I would very much like to go home to Goop World, said Anoya. Well, that can be arranged. Let me summon a summer breeze, answered Summer. Anoya felt a light breeze surround her. It gently swept her up, up, and away into a cloudless summer sky until it met with a gusty fall wind and let her go. The fall wind tossed Anoya about and then landed her in a pile of burnt orange autumn leaves, just like the one she had jumped into. Anoya looked around and recognized the orange forest. She burst into a huge smile and said, Oh, Goop World, how I love you! I'm home! Then she set off to find Punchum and Kickum, but they were nowhere to be found. They were being chased by a gigantosaurus, but that is a tale for another time. Okay, that's it for this episode. And if you liked it, you know what to do. Please leave a review on iTunes. So let's see, and go to Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram and chat with me there and see the photos that I'm putting up for the Goop Tales. And if you go to gooptales.com, you can get a free coloring book. There's two volumes out now, and I'm going to be making some changes to the website. So it's a little bit easier to find things. I'm working with my web person right now, Tanya, and she's helping me do that. And I want to let you know that there's other people behind the scenes that help me with Goop Tales. There's Tanya who helps me with the website, and there's Mario who does all the amazing sounds that you hear in Goop Tales. And I know they love it when they hear feedback from how much you guys love Goop Tales. So that's another reason to write a review or write us in because it means a lot to the entire team here. So as I promised, the next Goop Tale is going to be episode 53 and it is going to be original Goops, names given by you and image created by Tanya and story written by me. So that's so exciting. So all together, we've created two brand new goops that never existed before. The power of creation. And you are going to meet Punch'em and Kick'em in the next Goop Tale. So until then, make every day a Goop Day. And one more thing. Don't forget, you can go to shop.gooptales.com and you can find a t-shirt with your favorite goop on it. So for those of you that have gotten t-shirts, thank you so much. It helps support the show. And I would love it if you ever want to send me a photo or tag me on Instagram if you have a photo of yourself in your favorite goops t-shirt. Okay, that's it for this episode. I will see you in the next one with Punch'em and Kick'em.